Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. As I release, I create the space to embrace the new. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And Happy New Year's. We are doing this episode very timely, obviously, with the changeover between eras, the changeover between years. So we are entering into 2016, which for many people will be probably a sigh of relief, and for other people will be um, chomping at the bit with excitement as to what they can, what, what the goals that they've got lined up to, to accomplish, sink their teeth into in the, in the next year. Um, other people may be dreading what's, what's coming. There may be things carrying over from 2015 that haven't yet been resolved or dealt with that they know what they're still going to have to face in the new year. Wherever you stand on this very interesting threshold, Jane and I thought it was actually a really pertinent time to discuss the concept of how to let go. And it's actually quite astonishing, Jane, that in all of our episodes, we've actually never really done a show just on surrendering, accepting and letting go in its purest form. I mean, we've certainly touched on it many times as a tool, as part of, you know, we've done forgiveness, we've done other podcasts like that, which are, which are aligned with this. But today we really want to talk about how to just drop stuff, drop it, let it go. And there's no better time to do that than the ritual of New Year's Eve which Rebecca always has to give her throwback pagan reference in the olden days. And there may be still some people in in England who remember their families or grandparents doing this. Uh, At midnight, they would open the front door of the house to let the new year in and the back door of the house to let the old year out. Oh, cute. And like, like somebody would get up when the clock donged 12 and they'd go up and they'd do this great big ritual ceremony of the, the energies. And, you know, there's a bit different to getting pissed and kissing, passing strangers, <laughs> isn't right. it? <laughs> but it's, I reckon I wouldn't, and I, my knowledge of, um, you know, Chinese and Oriental customs isn't that great, but I would not be surprised if they have something similar for their New Year stuff because, the, because they're, they're such energy masters in those cultures and they're all about the energy. And I suppose that at their New Year's is in February. Is, is, is it with the moons, depending on what happens with the moon festival but they obviously as we know bring in the dragon dancing and the drums and the bells and that is to shift and shake away and move the energy so you're pushing out all the stagnant old stuff that you don't want to carry anymore with you across the threshold to clean the slate and make a whole new great shiny sparkly fresh template for the new year and I love that analogy Mm, that's lovely nice I guess I want to start by saying too that look if you're listening to this and it's after New Year's or you've, you know, jumped into our podcast and it's halfway through 2016 or whenever, it doesn't matter. Good call. I think that's a really good idea. You know, to, to do a check-in of what is it that you want to let go can be done at any time. It's like, I, I think I may have shared this story many, many episodes ago where I had somebody in my life that said to me, it was in September, and they said, I really can't wait for this year to be over. It's been a bad year. And I thought, oh, my God, that's four months away. You can be over it and let go of whatever you want to at any point in your time. You don't have to wait for New Year's for for this to happen. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it's very true. So if you're listening out of of order or a different part of um, the year to this episode, embrace whatever it is that we're doing now. Mm. You know, it's funny with um, my clients because I've had about five or six in the last, I would say, that many weeks who are all around about the age of 29 
and that's your Saturn returns. And for those who don't know what that means, when you're born, Saturn is in your sign, and it takes 29 and a half years to come back around. The ripple effects of Saturn doing that begin 27, 28, 29, then they go over to 30, 31, 32. And what's basically happened is the first third of your life is done, and you're, you're looking at the second third. So everyone comes for a reading at that time because they're going through massive change. They're either getting married or getting divorced or starting a new relationship or they're having a baby or they're selling a house or buying a house or moving into state or changing career. Like the, the, It's when the huge shifts happen. And I always say to them, okay, darling, first of all, calm down. You're on your sat return. This is normal for you to be feeling completely lost at sea. The idea is that you've, you're being asked, you're being called upon now to leave behind a whole bunch of probably behaviours, patterns, beliefs, friendships, stuff from your 20s and stuff from that first third of your life. And this is the maiden mother crone cycle as well. The maiden you is gone and you're now entering into a much more adult womanly motherhood chapter. You are being called upon to put down a foundation stone now to plant some seeds. How do you want the, the second third to look? How do you want this to be? So it's this threshold work that we're talking about today. Often it could come with a birthday. It could come with sometimes in life you just wake up one morning and there's just a line in the sand and you decide I can no longer continue on the way I've been going. I need to literally set up and begin a new way of being. But what Jane and I want to introduce in today is that ritual can help you with that line in the sand to really end and begin for yourself energetically. Not just have to have the thought, not just the not just the idea on it by itself. It's almost like you need to sort of back it up and support it with a bit of yeah, exactly. Energy. Doing doing you know we've talked about rituals before or, or witchcraft and ceremony of you know burning of this and lighting of that and gathering this and putting this together and creating a temple and whatever it is that you're doing. It's all about giving you longer to focus on what it is that you want. And of course, as we know, the more that you focus on what it is that you're desiring, the greater your chances of it starting to happen. Um, I think the first part to start with is what is it you want to let go? And you need to really look at this carefully and spend some time really getting very, very precise. So you can do a general thing of what you want to let go, but there can be ripple effects from letting go of that. So you really want to be consciously aware of what particular thing or habit or way of being that you really want to release. And what's going to go in its space? Now, sometimes you can't work out what it is you need to go, you need to let go of until you know where it is you want to go. So as you start to, so if that's your case where you're stuck on not knowing what it is that you actually really need to let go, have a look at what it is that you're wanting to bring in and then look at, well, what is it that's stopping that from coming in? Mm. And that will then give you the clarity to know, right, well, this is what needs to change. And I've spoken with um, two people in the last two weeks who on exactly the same topic. They are both lovely, 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 lovely girls, chronic people pleasers who get entrapped, as, as we've talked about in podcast shows, in these often they're, they're long-running friendships with really good, quote-unquote, good friends they have history with, a lot of history with but they're no longer feeling really on the same page or they're feeling quite smothered by this person. And this person's coming in and pushing them around and saying, I'm going to be at your house every, you know, every Friday for four hours or I'm going to be like, get out your calendar, show me when you're free so I can catch up with you. And the person's thinking, I really don't want to see her that much or I don't want to. So this kind of bullying. So for both of these girls, I said to them, have you ever considered the concept of radical honesty, radical truth speaking, where 
and I gave them each four bullet points, right? This, and I'm bringing this up now because it's to do with how to let go of things that seem really ingrained but that you don't want to carry across the, the threshold, particularly when it comes to people. How do I end a friendship? How do I end – what do I do? Or how do I remanage or rework a friendship? Um, okay, so the first bullet point is what is your truth on this situation? How do you really feel? Just say it. Maybe and make it an I statement. Maybe it's something like, I feel like I don't want to lose the friendship, but I want to minimize the time to once a fortnight for two hours in a coffee shop of my choosing or something like that. The second bullet point is, well, actually that ties in, sorry, the second bullet point is what do you want to happen? And I just answered my own question. So the first one is how I feel about the person. The second one is what do you want to happen? Well, I actually want it to be within these parameters or this framework. That's how I want it to be. The third bullet point is, now you're going to tell them. And, and that's the hard bit. It is. And that's the, that, that is the hard bit. But this is where the true breakthrough miracle work happens. This is where you call upon, as Jane and I have said so many times, kindness, wisdom, firmness, calmness, and you deliver it beautifully, eloquently. You can do the sandwich method. You can start with something beautiful. You can, as long as you don't do you, 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 and you use I, 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 if you speak from the heart and every sentence starts with I need or I'm currently readjusting the balance in my life or I'm working on my diary or I need da, 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 da. Um, so I'm hoping um, that you don't mind if, if, if we drop back to fortnightly, however you're going to word it, it's got to be done really beautifully. Um, and then, of course, like, and then the fourth bullet point is just the follow through, really, isn't it? It's just Well, it is the follow through, but I'd like to add a fifth one and it is let go of the outcome. Let go of their reaction. Good one, Jane. See, that's what we want to let go in this scenario. What is it you want to let go? So the desire is that I want to be able to speak my truth. The desire is that I want a situation to change. But what do you have to let go of? I let go of their reaction. I let go of my need to be liked and please all the time, which I learned from my mother or whatever it is. I let go of the need to be right. I let go of the need to keep everyone happy. I let go of the need to avoid conflict. I let go of whatever it is that you're, yeah. that you're ducking and weaving. Yeah. It's, it's this, I love this. It's, it's not just radical truth speaking to the other person, but it's being radic- radically truthful with yourself about what do you want and then honouring it. Yeah. So this... This is the kind of work you're going to have to do if you are not wanting to bring certain things across thresholds. Some things are very easy to get rid of or to start. On the other side of the threshold, I'm going to start green smoothies or I'm going to start a yoga class or I'm going to whatever. Um, I'm going to you know, sign up for a study course or something. But other things, other things that you're letting go of, they may be easy as well. I'm going to get rid of that big, heavy, old, dusty dresser in my bedroom that's been there for 100 years. It gives me bad vibes, juju. I'm going to get rid of that. I'm going to repaint the bedroom and I'm going to... Okay, well, let's go back to the smoothie. Yeah. All right, so I am a huge fan, as people know, of adding things in that are good for you rather than taking out things that you know are bad for you if you're struggling to do that. Add in more of the goodness and it kind of starts to balance things out a bit better. But if your desire is that, you know, you want to be uh, physically healthier and therefore you're going to add in the green smoothies, let go of the self-talk about your body, your health. Like there's probably a lot of negative self-talk around, you know, I wish I wasn't so fat or I wish I wasn't so skinny or I wish I wasn't so de-energized or I wish I wasn't whatever. Let go of that and just embrace the smoothie. (laughs) I don't know if I've given a good example there. I'm just sitting in the energy of what you're saying. I'm not sure if I've really given a great example, but it is It is about letting go of what is so you can observe what it is that you don't like but I want you to then let go of it 
So you observe it to get the contrast of what it is you do want. So let's say it is, I want to have a healthier physical shape then or body, or I want to lose 10 kilos. Then acknowledge that. So how am I going to do that? Okay, I'm going to do the smoothies. Okay, great. I'm going to embrace the smoothies. But what am I going to let go of? I'm going to let go of my desire to lose 10 kilos. So as you become detached from that, it is no longer getting the focus of you, which is constantly the more that you're attaching yourself to I need to lose 10 kilos I need to lose 10 kilos the law of attraction is going to state that you're never going to lose that because you're not letting go of that you're hanging on to it you very much need to anchor into the vibration and emotion of that which you do want and any good NET person will say that like when you go for muscle testing is what I'm saying or kinesiology and you say I just want to get rid of the belief in my body that I can't have xyz and they say okay but we can't muscle test that we need to check for what do you want to be true and then we start with that with the body and the same thing works with law of attraction which Abraham spells out very clearly you've got to this is why you know precision of word is so vital and not just word but but being able to connect with the emotion as well so if you hate your job and I've said this countless times on the show think of three emotions you do want to feel and then say to the universe give me more of that give me more of those three feelings those three feelings and so therefore you let go of the fact that you hate your job that's what you want to let go of correct and so our letting go is actually everything on your list that you want to let go of is probably going to be ways that you are feeling or thinking and, and so that's what we're wanting to let go of let oh. Sorry, Janet, for interrupting. I want to tell a cool, funny story. Um, I like your cool, funny stories. Go for it. (laughs) Thanks, Jane. About a friend of mine who's super spiritual, but as we are all, I can be quite shitty and low vibrational at times when it suits her. (laughs) As I said, my girlfriend gets on the phone and says, right, we're having five minutes of an unspiritual conversation before we get to the workshopping the problem in a higher sense. It's like, yep, go. (laughs) So my girlfriend's like, oh, my ex-husband this, my ex-husband that. Oh, my God. God, he's got this new girlfriend and I can't stand her. And I went to the house the other day to get my little boy and I saw her knickers and they were these huge, big, granny, lacy, ugly knickers and her dress was hanging over the Who would wear a dress like that? It was such a daggy dress and she's got a big ass and I don't like her. <laughs> so anyway, the day came where she actually had to meet the new lover, um, the new girlfriend, um, in a coffee shop, just the two of them, because the new girlfriend is, guess what, moving in with the ex and into a big house and she's going to be co-parenting the child. So she's like, I'm going to grill her. I'm taking bullet points. I'm going to just sit there and terrorise her, interrogate her. And da, da, da. Anyway, she, she gets to the coffee shop. She's waiting. The girl's late. She sends me a message going, I'm as nervous as if I'm on a Tinder date, she says. <laughs> anyway, the girl arrives. I'm waiting for the phone call. Finally it comes. I said, how did, how did it go? She said, <sighs> she said, I think we're going to be best friends. <laughs> She said, oh, my God. She said, she's just one of us. She's the loveliest girl in the world. She said, "I, we just had a champagne together. We sat and cackled like witches. She was fantastic. She said, "She said, you know what I can see happening? I can see my stupid ex-husband eventually leaving her, or she'll leave him, and then she and I will be friends for the next 50 years. Like... <laughs> What an amazing gift. Isn't that lovely when you get surprised like that, where you think someone's going to be one way and they end up being completely the other? It's such a good But place. I think maybe the lesson here is my friend was really dancing in a lot of insecure, hanging on, clutching, needy, negative energies. And the universe wrapped her on the knuckles. And the universe said, this is not a higher way to be. Your marriage ended some time ago. You've moved on. He's moved on. He's moving in with someone. There's a child involved you really are going to have to let go 
let go. I spoke to my other friend who said, she's a Libra, and she said, Libras never let go of their exes. <laughs> oh, don't they? Apparently. I don't know. But anyway, but, you know, this, this, this does go back to the letting go. There comes a point in life where all you're doing is shooting your own self in the foot by not by not uh, by holding on to something which is poison. It's that all those you know Buddhist analogies and metaphors that you hear around and memes on the internet, like you know if somebody throws you a, a burning hot ball, you're not going to just stand there holding it. You've got to drop it or put it down to one side. If you're going to hold it, then you're just going to burn yourself. You know exactly. So we get this list together and we're going to write a lot of things that we want to let go of. There's going to be some small things in there. There's going to be some big things. But get that list happening. And then do a second list of what it is you want to bring in. So have a look at what more good stuff you want having in your life. Now, chances are it's going to be the flip side of what it is you're letting go. So you've probably got your negative list and your positive list. So I would really take some time doing this. And look, if you're listening to this podcast on New Year's Eve and you think, oh, it'd be great to do this now, well, you can do it now. Do the list now. But maybe do the ceremony again in another couple of weeks' time or when you've had longer to really spend on getting these lists. Very detailed, very precise, very unique for just you mm. you know it's not a list of i want to get rid of the need to to be a bad person and I, I want to be a good person and i want to have lots of money and i want to go on lots of holidays like you know get the list detailed to you everybody would have that list it's a bit vague isn't it? Yeah. yeah exactly so really look at what is it that i can really let go of and letting go of is sometimes about putting it into perspective like you've got to remember that when you're holding on to things that are no longer serving you it's no longer serving you. What does it do? It makes you feel like shit. It's, it's like a resentment around, um, I think I've shared the cordial bottle, you know, the, the friend of mine who was really resentful that her husband kept leaving the cordial bottle on the, the fridge. And um, I wrote a whole chapter of it in, in my first book, actually. Oh, called, really? Yeah, called The Cordial Bottle. Yeah. And um, it was... She said, it just fires me up. I walk in the door after a long day and there's the bloody cordial bottle on the edge of the fridge. I love it. And I've said, okay, so something happens and husband's no longer around for whatever reasons. What would you give to have the cordial bottle back on the edge of the fridge? Because it's unique to him and it doesn't matter. And it's choosing your battles and do you want to be right? Can't you just let that go? See it as symbolic of an intimacy between the two of you that anybody else meeting him would never know that he leaves the cordial bottle on the end of the kitchen bench. It's a quirk. It's a quirk. It's all it is. It's no big deal. And then go in and smile at that cordial bottle and go, how lucky am I? I've got this beautiful man in my life who I absolutely adore and he adores me and he's home and he's left the cordial bottle on the fridge, on on the edge of the bench because... We live together and this is what we do. Mm. And then you smile at the cordial bottle and if you want, you put it away in the pantry or the fridge. So it's what can you really let go that you've been hanging on to that just doesn't matter. Now, I'd like to propose a threefold technique for letting go. So first of all, it's obviously you need to identify what, what you're letting go. And it, let's say it is something like it's a, a particular emotional block or an emotion or a belief that you've held for a long time, like I hate my body. Maybe it's... um. Oh, whatever. Let, that's a good one to start with. Okay, so I hate my body. So the first thing you want to do is you want to be really consciously aware. You want to be on the game of that. You want to realize that you've got that belief. You're going to catch yourself when you think that belief, and you're going to commit to wanting to lose, rid yourself of that belief. 
The second thing you're going to do is more physical. I want you to go to somebody who can help you to shift that belief. Maybe it's a muscle tester. Maybe it's a hypnotherapist. Maybe you're going to do some tapping. Maybe you're going to do some positive, I don't know, some sort of life coaching self, whatever, whatever it is, you're going to couple, couple it with, couple your conscious um, awareness work with a physical modality that knocks it out of the body, knocks the vibration out of your cellular memory or shifts the belief out of your subconscious. And then the third thing that's a really awesome thing to do is something very ritualistic and ceremonial, which is sort of what Jane and I are talking about today. It's like making a grand declaration to the universe or a sort of like a statement. It could involve writing something on a piece of paper and burning it under a full moon or just going out and talking to the moon or the ocean standing at the ocean or putting your feet in a waterfall and letting the water or the tides suck away out of your body that thing that you want to go it could be as simple as getting in the shower with candlelight and doing a, a prayer and a ceremony where all of the water runs down your body and takes it away down the drain like the, it washes the emotions out of you that you no longer want it's it's a ritualistic surrendering so that's why the pagans and, and the wiccans and so forth always use burn burning, smoking, you know, types of ceremonies, anything that that for you, you know, sometimes they bury things in the ground and they say by the time it's composted, this thing will have left me or whatever it is. So something that you can add in that really um, sort of physically and sacredly represents the letting go of um, can, can be a very powerful sort of commitment or declaration as well to the fact that you're serious about this. I love that you've just brought that up because that was the next step of what I was going to talk about with the two pages. Segway. So find yourself a gorgeous, tranquil spot, a peaceful spot, a spot that you really resonates with you, whether it's, you know, down the beach or on a hilltop or in a beautiful national park or by a lake. Your favourite comfy armchair in the sunlight. (laughs) Yeah, outdoors though. You really think it's outdoors. Nature? Get, get, yeah, I think so. I, th- I think this it's more powerful. You go to connect more with the with mm. the universe. Um, and I'm lucky that you know every New Year's Eve I'm down at my little happy place at Normanville, so I'm sitting on the sand dunes and doing my ritual there. Um, get grounded in Mother Earth. Get connected. Call in your team of whoever your team is that you are communicating with from the universe, and then. If you're in a safe place where you feel free to speak openly, it's best to do it out loud. Read out your list with, I release, and whatever it is, I release the need to, I release the thought process, I release the whatever. Read out your list and really feel it. Really get yourself heart-centered where you really take your time, speak your words slowly, and feel each thing that you're acknowledging has been and read it out with the statement of, I release now, blah, blah, blah. And then go through your list. Light your tea candle, your little candle or tea. That was a combination of tea, light and candle. And burn it. And be safe because I did do this one year down at Normanville and it was a bit windy. and Extreme fire oh Exactly. And I thought, great, I'm going to cause a great big bushfire. Um, and then, of course, we're going to do the, 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 the next step, which is, of course... I bring in and you read the list of what it is you wish to bring in for 2016 and then you read that beautiful list and you feel every single thing on it slowly lovingly giving yourself the 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 true feeling of deep knowing that this is coming or already is Mm -hmm. 
and then burn your list and release it to the universe. And if you're the kind of person that actually needs an action plan for each of those bullet points to actualize them, like steps, put those in too. So two weeks from now, I'm going to book this. Three months from now, I'm going to do that. Six months from now, I'm going to take an inventory. A year from now, like so that you can actually have some real a framework to, to practically achieve on for your next projected outcome, your next projected time Action period. Plan. That's right. Um, so something that I have used time and time again in a number of completely different events and rituals which I totally recommend everyone going online and Google and buy. They're called Flying Wish Papers. Flying Wish Papers. And so there's a company, I forget who, where, America, somewhere. Go and order yourself a couple of packs of these things and get them sent and keep them in your drawer like I do because I pull them out a few times a year. Sometimes I've done it with, um, I've done it a number of times with teenagers when we've done workshops. It's a fantastic way to finish a day because it's very magical. I've done it um, at hen's nights. I've done it at other grouping togethers of just sort of spiritual pagan type groups. What they are are these tiny little special pieces of tissue paper. And on you give one to each guest or each participant and they write on it either the thing that they're wishing to release or the thing they're wishing to call in more of. It's a bit like it's a bit like placing your order to the universe, like like mailing your order to the universe. So you write it on this little tiny piece of paper, you scrunch it up and then you, you smooth it out. And you fold it into a, a column, a cylinder, and you stand it on a special little piece of cardboard. Now, if you go through the company, they have... <coughs> I'm so sorry. That's right, Jane had a tickle. Everything is branded. So, you, like as in, it's, it's decorated. You, you can have beautiful, positive affirmations or love hearts and, and stuff printed all over the material. So, it's really, it's gorgeous. You stand your little tissue paper cylinder on the piece of cardboard and it's best to do this at night time and then you touch it with a match and it's designed in such a way that it burns then floats up into the sky and disappears beautiful so that is fantastic and it's a wonderful thing to do as a group and it's fascinating what are they called again flying wish papers cool it's fascinating to watch the people that are really blocked or stuck on something their papers often struggle to fly wow and the people who are really ready they just saw. Jane's going to wow. cough, Jane. Go on. Oh, no, no, I've got a tickle in my throat. It's, it's there. I did a similar thing with beautiful, I think they're called Vietnamese lanterns. Yeah. I did it on the beach in Phuket in Thailand. And they're these gorgeous paper lanterns that were probably about, I don't know, about, I would say, good one and a half foot in diameter. They were fabulous. And we wrote our wishes on them as a family. And they had this coil thing that you light and they just float up to the sky. And, oh, it was magic. The sky was just filled with all these beautiful lanterns that these families I was with that had set them off. But I did have a moment thinking, where are they going to land? Are I they know. going to, you know, cause fires? Are and dolphins going to swallow it? Let's just stop and think, hey, this is sent with such beautiful love and intent that it's all protected and all is well. Mm. But I do love any ritual like that I think is so powerful. And Jane and I have talked a few times about, um, well, maybe at least once. <laughs> How many New Year's shows have we done, Jane, once or twice? This uh, is our third. third. This is our third New Year's episode. So... Just a a little reminder for those of you that may not have heard us in the past but have joined us more recently. Of course, in Western society, New Year's is all about getting drunk, seeing fireworks, hopefully kissing someone, just having a big party, you know. And that's fine, and I'll probably do a bit of that, and Jane will do a bit of that, and we'll all probably do a bit of that. But just remember, we are spiritual people. And so New Year's Eve shouldn't really be any different. 
Now, either you scrap that and you plan a more spiritual event for New Year's Eve, which I've done. I've done full moon, go out under the moon at midnight in circles once or twice. And you do like your flying wish papers or your releases or your intentions for 2016 in a powerful group with candles in the middle. It's fantastic. Or you make sure that you carve out some time in the 24 hours around New Year's Eve. I'm thinking in the old year, before the New Year's begun. I normally do mine at around... um... Uh, dusk. Yeah, beautiful. Because it's, no, it's before all the party and the fireworks and all of that Just happens. So I go off get quietly. Get a little bit of quiet time, time and go away with your pen and your paper and your heart and your soul and have a conversation with yourself. It's like that little inventory. And I think last year our episode was called your New Year's report yeah, card. Check in. Go, go back and listen to that one too, maybe in, in conjunction with this one, because it's like, where am I at? No one's grading you anymore no one you are the person who is checking in on your progress and where you want to go next in 2016 as i release i create space to embrace the new have a lot of fun embracing the new have a lot of fun in this beautiful holiday season most of you probably got time off work and families And um, Jane and I want to let you know that we're here for you all through 2016. If you have any questions, if you need counselling, if you need coaching, if you you need to go back through our archives for more specified topics for help, just jump on lovelifeshow.com or send us your questions on our Facebook page. Which is facebook.com forward slash lovelifeshow. So until we rejoin you in 2016, Jane and I wish you a really magical, sacred crossing of the threshold and a peaceful and prosperous new year. And I am saying happy 2016. Make it the best one yet. Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It's just happening. And it's a beautiful day.